Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way, or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell. Welcome to Simply Said, the show where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And uh, that's that, right? This week, we're also talking about demons and ghosts and witches and goblins and all those things as we're heading into Halloween week here in the U.S. and in my neighborhood in Oregon. You can look out and see the yards decorated with pumpkins and Lawns with spooky tombstones and monstrous creatures lurking from the trees and spider And maybe that's just my house. <laughs> my daughter and my husband go a little crazy come Halloween time. And I gotta say, I like it too. I think it's fun, the decorations and, and the spooky spirit popping out of the yard. All in good fun. But there are some people who really do buy into superstitions who really think in terms of good luck or bad luck. Where do you line up on that? Do you find yourself knocking on wood for good luck? Do you cling tight to a lucky charm or keep your fingers crossed when you want things to go your way? Are there superstitions like black cats and broken mirrors that make your skin crawl? That's what we're talking about here on this Halloween week. I'm Polly Campbell on Simply Said. And what we do know is superstitions do have some power. There is such a thing as good luck or bad luck. You know, fall is filled with all these kinds of things. And, and it's also filled with college football. And on the day of a duck game, you can find me wearing the same green shirt, the same necklace, the same earrings, the same hat. I drink coffee in the same mug on game day every week. If the team wins, which the Ducks, they're winning, if the, and I'm sure it's because of me, but if the team wins, I don't wash the shirt. I fold it nicely. I put it back in the same place, and I wear it again because I don't want to mess up the good energy. I feel like it's my personal responsibility to make sure the Ducks win. So, so I wear the same clothes every game. As long as it's filled with good energy, I don't wash them until and, and the very end of the season. And uh, I sit in the same place. Think I'm crazy? Yeah, well, I might be a little crazy. I'm not going to argue that, but I'm not alone. A recent Gallup poll shows that 50% of all Americans buy into some superstition. We buy into some behaviors, like wearing the same shirt every day of the game, or holding a lucky charm to influence the good energy, to influence the positive outcome. But here's the thing. These superstitions, they're not all bad. In fact, research shows that believing in good superstitions actually improves our performance. Isn't that crazy? Researchers Lisanne Damish, Barbara Strobrak, and other psychologists have found that the superstitions actually give us a sense of control in chaotic situations. They make us feel like we have a chance, that we're in charge. And that belief boosts our confidence, and that improves our performance on a task. 
In one study, people were asked to putt a golf ball. They were given a lucky ball and told that everyone who had used that ball putted better than the other group. And when these folks actually putted that ball, they significantly outperformed those who were just given a golf ball and told to putt. It was the power of suggestion. They were given the lucky ball. They believed that they had better opportunity, better luck, and they performed better. This test has been repeated in numerous ways um, with lucky charms, and I'm not talking the marshmallowy, sugary cereal. I'm talking about a group of study participants who were given a lucky charm and told that it would help them on word puzzles. When they were holding the lucky charm, they actually performed significantly better than those who weren't given a lucky charm to hold. It wasn't because the charms had any special magic, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> but it wasn't that the charms showed any special magic, but because those who had the charms believed they were more capable. So they worked harder on the puzzles. They persisted until they solved them. And the other group, the group that didn't have any special lucky charms, didn't feel like they had any special power, they quit way earlier. So they didn't succeed to the same degree. The belief in luck alone enhances our confidence, and that translates to persistence, optimism, and a whole lot of other things that truly make us better. And when we're feeling better, we get luckier, right? Think about this from the other end. Have you ever had a dental procedure scheduled? And before you went in, somebody told you, oh, I have real trouble with that, or that was really going to hurt. Have you ever had a boss that someone said was impossible to deal with, and when you started working with that individual, found them to be right? Those suggestions probably shaped your reality. Research by Marianne Gary, Robert McHale, and Irving Kerr shows that a deliberate suggestion influences how we remember and experience things, especially medical treatments. If somebody tells you, ah, oh, you'll have no problem with that, chances are high that you'll have no problem with that. If they talk about how much it hurt or how, what a hassle it was or how slow recovery was, chances are that you will experience a slower recovery. They call it response expectancy. The way we anticipate our response to a situation influences how well we actually respond. I see this all the time with my arthritis. I have rheumatoid arthritis and I I manage it pretty well from day to day. I feel pretty good. I know what my trouble spots are. I'm able to manage them and, and cope with them. And I, I live a, a very happy, pretty comfortable life. That is until I see the doctor. <laughs> or when somebody's talking to me and they find out that I live with chronic illness and they say, oh man, that must be really hard. I think of your pain all the time. And guess what? That changes how I experience my pain, even without me realizing it. Because when I go into the doctor's office and I'm filling out that checklist of all the things that are wrong with my body and the, the scale of my pain and all those things, I start to think about how severe the disease is. And it makes my experience of it more intense. But we can use that same power, that same power of suggestion, that same power of superstition and lucky charms to literally create our own luck. We can make our life easier. We can perform better by choosing our beliefs deliberately. Even if that means believing in the power of a lucky charm to create better outcomes. 
And if you want to think about it this way, that means we can create our own luck. This too has been studied. This is not hogwash, but it's kind of magical when I think about it. Dr. Matthew Smith is studying luck, along with Robert Wiseman, who's well known for his research into luck and teaching people how to become luckier. Dr. Matthew Smith and Wiseman are finding that we can create our own luck by choosing different behaviors and different beliefs. Want to give it a try? I do. I mean, I always, I'm the one that always wants the fortune cookies to come true. I believe in good luck and I've had so many fortunate things happen in my life. But I work really hard to notice them. Here are the keys to this, to creating your own luck. Are you ready? Wiseman and Smith say there are four ways to create better luck. This has been studied and tested. And truly, when people adopt these principles into their lives, they actually report significantly better outcomes on the things they're doing and say they have even greater luck. So number one, how to create your own luck. Embrace the uncertainties and unexpected events. We get in this pattern, right, where things change, things come up, and we freak out because we don't like the uncertainty. It's uncomfortable. We don't know what's happening. But within those uncertainties and unexpected events, there can also be great opportunities. If you're freaking out and panicked and not open to those, you'll miss those, and that would be unlucky. Number two, expect good luck. A belief that things will work out for the best actually influences us to take actions that create more of the good stuff. We tend to see our experiences more as positive, and that builds optimism. And when we are optimistic, we're more active. We are willing to work toward the things we want. If you expect good luck, you are more likely to create good things, and that creates unexpected opportunities. Dr. Richard Wiseman has studied this over the last two decades, and he found that lucky people tend to carry out superstitious behaviors that are designed strictly to bring them good luck. So they'll touch wood, they'll cross their fingers and carry a lucky charm. But in contrast, unlucky people believe in superstitions that bring bad luck. So unlucky people don't believe in the likelihood of good luck but they believe that when they run into a broken mirror or walk under a ladder or have an umbrella open on side, they are going to have bad luck. So you get all the bad without the good. That will not serve us. If you expect bad luck, you will see it everywhere because it's what you are looking for. You will find what you go looking for. Expect good luck, you're more likely to notice the good. Okay, point three of creating your own luck, be open, come out of your comfort zone, talk to more people at a party, try new things, drive new routes. Being open to new experiences can help you create opportunities that may seem fortunate or lucky. Have you ever been in a situation where you just felt so lucky you were in the right place at the right time? Well, you got to get up off the couch and go to those places, right? And then good things start to happen, things that we would consider lucky. And follow the energy. Go with the flow or positive emotion. Trust your instincts. Sometimes those unexpected events or uncertainties, they don't make sense. We, we rationalize a chance meeting away or, or we rationalize a, a new job or an experience as, as uh, it doesn't really fit with our process. It doesn't really fit what we're working on. 
In those moments, trust your instinct. Work on trusting the process when it's safe to do so. And hang around with other positive people who think that same way. Because when we go with the flow, we're more likely to see the opportunities that truly will bring luck into our life. You know, this doesn't mean that you're not going to have negative outcomes. We're all going to have adversities and setbacks. Things aren't always going to go our way. But if you can trust in your ability to bounce back from those bad luck or setbacks, and when we do a bounce back strategy episode a couple weeks ago so you can find out ways to create more resilience to bounce back from those setbacks. If you can trust in your ability to bounce back from those setbacks, then you recognize that life just happens and you don't have to take it personally. It doesn't have to feel like a personal attack or a bad thing. It's just something that happened and you can move on from it. And when you can do that, you're more apt to make lucky things happen. Right? So embrace the uncertainties, expect good luck, be open to new things and opportunities, follow the energy or flow. Those are some ways to create your own luck. And just for the record, I'll keep wearing my green shirt on game day and keeping my fingers crossed because I believe that brings good energy and that alone creates luck in my life. Do these things well and you might just get lucky too. It feels magical and fun and energizing to think about this stuff, you know, but I, I haven't won the lottery. I'm not that lucky, but perhaps it's because I don't play. So today that brings us to the simply start segment. How do we begin creating our own luck? Simply start by opening yourself up to a new opportunity. One you'd be lucky to have. It's hard to meet a great partner if you won't go to the party and talk to someone new. It's tough to publish an article if you never write one or send it out. When I started my career, everyone said, go small. Send your, your first articles or first pitches to the small publications. You have a greater likelihood of being published because fewer people go to them. And then you'll get some stuff published. You'll get some clips and the big ones will take notice and you'll be more likely to get an assignment from them. I did just the opposite. I figured I could handle the rejection that was, that is part of my profession. And I did just the opposite. I sent my first article ideas to the biggest magazines around. And guess what? I got lucky. I got a yes one of my first times out. So is that getting lucky? For sure. A lot of things had to come together to make that happen. But I was prepared. I had trained and practiced. I wrote the material. I sent the material out. And then I went outside of my comfort zone and expected good things to happen, even though everyone else told me it wouldn't work. When I believe good things happen, they do. And so, yes, I created my own luck. And you can too. So simply start today by making your own luck. Consider an opportunity you've been debating and wanting and curious about. And put yourself out there. Take inspired action toward that one thing. Be open to it and see what emerges. Introduce yourself to a new person. Apply for a new job. Sign up for the class. Go bungee jumping. Put yourself in a new environment that you're curious about. Something that you'd like to develop. And see what comes. Then don't judge the outcome. Just feel good. Because when you're out there engaging, you will create your own luck. Here's another way to do it, and this brings me to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about practices and items and chips and books and things that I just love, things that I use that actually have improved my life and elevated my experience. And I love this one. And it goes back to what we've talked about the last few weeks about doing good for someone else. The best way to change our luck around 
and create happiness is to wish someone else good luck. Activating a positive superstitious belief can boost other people's confidence, which in turn improves their performance. And this is based on research too. In an experiment, participants were given a task that took about five minutes to accomplish. They had to uh, get these little ball bearings and into a, a board. It generally took about five minutes to accomplish. If the participants in the study were wished good luck before they started this task, they performed the task in less than three minutes. Lynn Damish from Cologne, Germany, the researcher I was talking about before, she looked at it this way. She took these study participants into a group. She gave them the task and half of them she said, I've got my fingers crossed for you. And the other half, she didn't give any special instruction to. She just told them to get the ball bearings and the board. Well, the participants who were supported with good luck, I've got my fingers crossed, finished in almost half the time. They performed a whole lot better. In other research, actors who were told to break a leg before they go on stage perform a lot better better and feel more confident. Students who get a pat on the back or on the shoulder while taking a test get better scores. They perceive the pat as nurturing, a sign of support that the teacher believes in them. And that's an implicit suggestion that they can do well on the test. This is really about working with our beliefs. Our beliefs are powerful. They create the behaviors and emotions that shape our reality. And if knocking on wood or picking up pennies reminds me to open up to opportunities and look for the unexpected and go with the flow and surround myself with positive people and the things that will create my best experience, then I'm all in. I'm all for it. And I will keep wearing my green shirt on game day because I'm sure it's making all the difference because those mighty ducks, they just keep winning. I'll cross my fingers that you find some good luck too. And that's it for today. Thanks for being with me. This is Polly Campbell on Simply Said. You can track me down at PL Campbell on Twitter or go to my website, www.imperfectspirituality.com. If you like what you hear, you can sign up for more of it on a short newsletter that I send out on Fridays. So you can find that on my website and sign up today. I always feel lucky to be here with you. Thanks for tuning in. And today, let's go forward and create our own good luck and help others do the same. I think that's a good way to get lucky and live well, do good and be happy. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.
Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling, styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid. Electric acid.